What up, people? You know, I've always truly believed that the definition of insanity was doing the same shit over and over and expecting different results. In the world we live in, we become so accustomed to trying to survive and maintaining the world built on an absolute narrative to where our best interests and beliefs have always been disregarded and we have yet to see change. So now look here, I speak to you as kings and queens because we all have a purpose and share the same goals and wanting what's best for ours. And then on that, thus equating an abundant kingdom. But now look here, imagine if we all come together on one accord to do the things to build one another while thriving, then enhancing, and without realizing we become a more relentless and a yet an unconquerable empire. Now peep this shit here, shit's gonna get way rough before it gets any better, but a horizon for new opportunity and provision is surely on the way. So ladies and gentlemen, I tell y'all, straighten your crowns. You're now tuned into the motherfucking council. Niggas swear they doing something, but that's all talk. Ain't about the money out here, boy. You just better hit the wall. Lames out here speaking. Broke boys, what y'all talking about? Got swank and the passion. I talk the talk and walk the walk. Boy, I talk the talk and walk the walk. The hell is y'all talking about? Boy, I talk the talk and walk the walk. The hell is y'all talking about? Boy, I talk the talk and walk the walk. The hell is y'all talking about? Boy, I talk the talk and walk the walk. The hell is y'all talking about? Niggas swear they doing something. But that's all talk. If ain't about the money out here, boy, you just better hit the wall. Lanes out here speaking. Broke boys, what y'all talking about? Got swank and the price when I talk the talk and walk the walk. Boy, I talk the talk and walk the walk. The hell is y'all talking about? Boy, I talk the talk and walk the walk. The hell is y'all talking about? Boy, I talk the talk and I walk the walk. The hell is y'all talking about, boy? I talk the talk and I walk the walk. The hell is y'all talking about? Oh, shit. In a fact for them people, man. What is it, dude? Pull up, man. Oh, shit. Yeah, we ain't here, baby. Council in effect, ladies and gentlemen. Boy, Episode two, bro, bro. Episode two. Oh, yo. Yo, access has been granted. Access granted. Yes, sir. Pull up. We at the table. We chilling. Yeah, man. We got a lot on the agenda today. We excited for episode two. Episode two, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Got a couple things we're gonna talk about. Get on the ball rolling on this great episode two. Good agenda day, man. We uh got a few things we're gonna talk about. You know what I'm saying? One most importantly, y'all should be in tune to the stock market. Yeah, I mean, you should know little ins and outs about it. You know what I'm saying? It's background, it's history. You know what I mean? So we're going to give you the rundown on that, what's been going on lately. People been up in the, in the roar about, you know what I'm saying, a couple of things that happened last couple of weeks. You know what I'm saying? So definitely some things for y'all to get into on that. And then we're going to talk about, um, you know what I mean, aftermath of the Super Bowl, because, you know what I'm saying, Brady's legacy. And a couple of other sports icons that's coming up that we're going to highlight and give props to. Yeah, no. And then we're going to talk about that boy, that hot boy, that Schmurder. 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 
and we're gonna nip it. It's home, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. You know what I mean? How you home? What you went through a little bit, and and move on to nip and tucking about this uh, Morgan Wilding issue and this N word issue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the council here, baby. With LeVar P. We're here for y'all. Episode two, man. Episode two, yeah, man. Yeah. So we're getting right on into a doubt, you know what I'm saying? Super Bowl 55. Super Bowl 55. Mm. One of the most, I don't know. Super Bowl, Super Bowls, I think I've seen. I don't know. It was a, it was a weird. It was very weird. Super Bowl Fifty Five was like in the football world. It was like watching Jordan against LeBron James. In a sense, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It yeah. really was. You know what I mean? And like we already know who won. Shout out to Tampa Bay. Yes, sir. And you know what? Shout out to Mahomes, man. Like, let's 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 look. This is gonna be about Brady, but let's let's understand the scenario with Mahomes first of all. We gotta we gotta define and ask the question. You know what I mean? So that way they know we giving props to the youngin. We gotta really define and ask. You know what defines a goat? What defines a goat, dog? Like, so before we get into that, man, single digit loss going into his Super Bowl throughout his career, like single digits. Like that's that's crazy. First and foremost, you know what I'm saying? And then to have the opportunity to win a sec to, to win a Super Bowl again before he gets double digit losses. He's won the NF he's won the MVP and made it to two Super Bowls within three years. No player has ever accomplished this getting off to that that type of start that early in his career since ironically brady you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so here's a twist brady's dominance wasn't shown until after a couple of seasons right to his career right and yes brady won super bowl won the super bowl three times in his first four years as nfl starter but never to this high supreme rate as mahomes with such precision such dominance, you know what I'm saying? So like, let's 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 you know. I just I just wanted to acknowledge Mahomes for that shit because people don't understand. Like, why would you even say it's like Jordan versus versus fucking LeBron James? Like, right, right. Those are the reasons why, man. Like, that's never really been done. So hey, go talk. <laughs> the goat, the young goat. Yeah. He he's definitely in a class of his own to be the young goat. So nigga, like. Goat talk now. Like let's 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 get on to this whole shit about <sighs> the one and only Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Tom motherfucking Brady. Brady Tom. What makes a goat? Let's start off with this. Now Brady, right now is at the age where Jordan was when he went to the Wizards. So let's put everything into perspective. He's done everything. And the question is besides the love of the game, what the fuck does he have to prove? Now, here we go. 
humble beginnings. Tom Brady was picked 199, I believe, in round six. Yeah, that's right. He was like the the last pick. You know what I'm saying? Draft. First of all, this is like an inspirational story. Because one, he he did not have the strongest arm, period. He was not the best mechanic in this. He wasn't even the best athlete. He wasn't terrible, but his numbers was pretty shitty. You know what I'm saying? So when we compare these facts, when when we think of of of, of goats of, of football, who do we have in 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 in, in, in question? You're gonna think possibly Peyton Manning. You gotta throw him in there. You gotta throw him in there. You wanna think Joe Montana? Gotta throw Montana in there. Marino. You know. And Tom. Young. Steve Young, the absolutely Steve yeah. Young. And Tom Brady right now. Like, and then we're, and we're talking more so like modern day as of right now. You know what I mean? And when I mean modern day, I'm talking about like, you know, the 90s to now. Yeah, late, yeah, late 80s and all that, yeah. Like late 80s to now, basically. More or less. So. I'm trying to think of how to word all this. Joe Montana won four. Not to mention, he was 4-0 and in the Super Bowl. He had a 13 touchdown with zero interceptions. And so then when he went to, I believe, Kansas City, mm-hmm. got them to the AFC Championship. Sounds very similar, don't it? Okay. Montana and, Mar- and Marino debate was the talk early in the years. You know what I'm saying? Like the earlier years, like those were the conversations of who were the GOATs. You know what I'm saying? One was better, but the other had a better team. Moreno was better, but Montana had those other components that made his game better to, a sense, provide the allure in spite of the statistics. You know what I'm saying? Same situation, modern day era with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Many believe Peyton is the better athlete beyond Brady, but Brady's has a clutch and Brady had you know the use of a better team to distribute his talents and with the better coach Mm. but then Brady did something to silence those comparisons and started showing the world Peyton numbers you know what I'm saying so now the motherfucker who has the clutch who has a better team and putting up ridiculous numbers master dude who has the most talent so that's the only reason why we kind of not say disrespectfully take Peyton Manning out of the conversation now, because when we, you know what I'm saying, like what we're talking about now is Joe Montana set that tone, four ranks. You know what I'm saying? Brady passed, Brady surpassed the peak, the standard that Montana set out. And he started setting his own rules and legacies within the idea of what we debate already to be a legacy. Mm. You know what I mean? 
recently, man, I've been, I've been seeing these things, man. And I, I don't want to take it out the wrong context, but like, when niggas talk about Brady, they kind of like comparing him on the level like Jordan, like elite late level. So like, like for example, when you think of basketball, Michael Jordan's like that face. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this is what you think. Now, are we? Can we say we're 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 at the at the place where when you think about the NFL, Tom Brady is now really the face of the NFL in a sense. I do of football. I do. I would. I mean, that's just that's how it's been. I think for the last twenty years. I'm not gonna lie to you. You know what I mean? A lot of other, a lot of, a lot of other stories, a lot of other players have came up. But think about it. Who's been the most relevant, credible, consistent player in the last 20 years? That's a good question. It's Tom Brady. That's a very good question. Yeah, that's true. I, I don't see anybody. Who's, who had the career length, you know what I mean? The the story from Jump being almost second to last, you know, last pick, you know, dang, in the draft almost. And then take your team as a backup quarterback to the playoffs, championships. Then you repeating. Then you three-peating almost, or, you know what I mean, in a sense. This is crazy. That's true. Very true. I mean, time again, even when they, you know, had, you know, tough teams that seemed like they was going to be that team to run and keep it going for a while, be the next dynasty, then here just comes Tom Brady. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Tom Brady's taking his blows, don't get twisted. You know what I mean? You know, going up against a few, but nobody, they just had, you know, they had, something together as a team that you couldn't stop. But Brady on his own, though, just as a force of his own, made people get in line with that. And that's like Jordan. That's just like, you know what I'm saying, Kobe and others in sports who, who have the same mentality. You know what I'm saying? That's what they that's what they do. They See, make like- in line to that and that's that's a goat that's a goat dna you know what i'm saying that's a elite dna right there because you, so you like, come in time and presence for everybody to get in line and get with what you talking about and get with the attitude of winning and seeing the method because you really can't tell like you know what with the the beef with Belichick and brady was was it brady you know what I'm saying? Really, the man, or was it Belichick's mastermind uh, of a brain to really get it done? You know what I'm saying? Could could Belichick take anybody and make him a superstar, or really was it Tom Brady who was giving you them rings and giving you all of them, you know, accolades of, of winning and everything like that? So it's like, all right, well, now we see it wasn't Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going <laughs> to, yeah, let's leave it at that. It wasn't Belichick. Else in sports. 
I, I want to make sure I say her name right. Naomi Osaka. You and I had a conversation. I think it was like a week or two ago. Mm. I didn't even know this girl existed. Oh, she bad. I've been, I've been keeping she, up with her. I've been this, keeping her since like 2019, I think. And she was like on in like Australia whooping their ass, dog. Dog. She was First of all, ass. she's a cutie. Yeah. I, I ain't even trying to say it like that to be disrespectful. Um, by the way, that's YMB, uh, YMB Corday's girlfriend. You know, shout out to Corday. But, you know, uh, she, no, like, when I mean that, she's she's an absolute sweetheart. Like, I, like, to have so much class when she talks, that's what I'm talking about. Like, I've watched some of her interviews and stuff like that. She, like, she's like a sweet kid, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, 23 years old? Um, yeah. In 2019, she was the highest paid female athlete in the world. Like, I don't, I know that I keep to myself. I know that I'm kind of like, you know, oblivious to reality sometimes, but I did not know this motherfucker existed. Like, that is crazy. She's got some talent. And the only reason that she caught my eye is because I was reading something the other day and it said somebody beat Serena. And so in my mind, I'm thinking like, hold on. If somebody beat Serena, or beat Serena is one. Serena was being very charitable that day. Oh, this motherfucker gotta be the shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you know, like. Oh yeah, and she and and uh, she's behind political movements too, dog. So absolutely, she, dog. Like that Black Lives Matter movement, and she portrays that in her, you know, wardrobe and fashion as much as she can to let them know you look. I'm black. You know what I mean? But yeah. you know, I'm, and I'm standing with my black brothers and sisters so there's nothing else that y'all can knock behind that and if y'all got an issue with that let me know but meanwhile i'm gonna rip it up on this tennis court while i'm letting y'all know black lives matter and that's what's up you know what i mean she definitely uh, definitely expressing and giving her platform the right attention that she needs to she really does man like she you know what i'm saying like we we definitely gotta applaud her for real because she she's 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 setting up a standard of how, how, how women should be definitely out in, 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 goat, in this field. You know what I'm saying? Young goat. Another young goat. Young goat. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Uh, yeah, man. Got to talk about another young goat, though. You know what I mean? According to the screeks. Absolutely. That boy smurred the hot boy. Like, let's make this understood, too, first of all. Like, look. Yeah, get them choppers going. Get them choppers going for I'm, I'm, I'm an old head nigga now. You know what I'm saying? Like, rap is a young nigga's game now. I'm 33 years old going on 34. I'm not into the debates about who the king of New York and all that other stupid shit, but you got to give credit to what the fuck credits do. And I ain't going to argue with none of y'all young motherfuckers on here about none of that stupid ass shit either. All I'm saying is, man, look, <laughs> that nigga's smarter certified real recognized motherfucking real like nigga we we definitely gotta honor this motherfucker for everything he's done like straight the fuck up you know what i'm saying this nigga deserves it all certified who don't know what happened it's murder you know what i mean 
He uh, spent the last six years serving time on illegal firearm and conspiracy charges, handed down as a as a major part of the police takedown force on his on his crew on his gang mm-hmm. on the GS Nine crew. GS Nine. And uh, you know what I mean? They got him hooked up on some bullshit. He ain't rat. You know what I'm saying? His team ain't rat on him. You know what I mean? Everybody held they shit down. Everybody did they time and they did. You know what I'm Wait saying? A minute, hold on. We gotta make sure this is also understood. This nigga, his man was gonna get more years than him. He was like, "Yarn, give me some more so I could take some off his sentence." If that's not real, if that ain't loyalty, I don't know what the fuck it is. And right. look, you know what I'm saying? Like, we can talk about what a nigga would do, what a nigga won't do. But nigga, until you in a circumstance like that, you know what I'm saying? Everybody shut the fuck up. And let's just understand, man. You know what I'm saying? Man, only do we survive, only do we remain. And you telling me, and all y'all niggas talk about, yo, you down for your boy, you down for your homie, you down with your clique and shit like that. Ask yourself. And this ain't to, like, you know, start anything. But this is shit to make a motherfucker really think. Like, as men. If you really with your niggas, you really riding with your niggas, ask yourself, you, would, would you do that for your boy? Right. And if you won't do that for your boy, is he really your boy then? Right, right. Y'all got to think about that shit. So with him doing all of that, getting the time, even more from it, added, you know, added on. In September of 2020, he was um, up for early parole. Yeah. And in December, it was denied by the New York, you know, State Department of Corrections and shit. So, but they let him, you know, uh, a, a conditional release on February 23rd. So that's why on Tuesday this week he got out earlier. You know what I'm saying? And everybody been running it up and going hand for him because everybody heard he was supposed to be getting out, but just ain't know when exactly. And from, you know, everybody stating, speculating, thinking he ain't going to drop music or ain't going to still be potent as he was. Trust me, he's going to do something because Epic's still with him. And they, they still got him signed to their label. So it ain't like he over and done with. Uh, just, just keep an eye out on Smurda. You hear it? Counts of being loyal to your team, being real, not a rat, man, for real. You heard? Yeah, you niggas understand. Yes, sir. Absolutely. <laughs> One time for the motherfucking boy, Bobby Schmurter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. We got into on the flip coin though, you got you know what I'm saying? Take care of some things in the culture though. You know what I'm saying? See what's going on, check in with them folks. I know you got um something you want to address. You know what I'm saying? Even from the from facts and no bullshit, which y'all can go stream at the King's Council on page on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? And mm. get caught up. But definitely, um Ellie got some some things he definitely wanna talk about when it comes to Morgan Wall and the country music star. And he gonna nip it in the butt right now. Make this understood first before I say anything. I appreciate everybody's feedback. I appreciate everyone's opinion. 
about what we're doing for the King's Council. Um, the things that we say, dog, the things that we do, we only being ourselves. We only speaking things from our perception, from our, from our view. You know what I'm saying? Like things that we know that's true to us. I'm not here to be anybody's role model. I'm not here to be politically correct all the fucking time because I'm a human being. Like what we present here for the council, we present not just facts and no bullshit, but we 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 present ideal truths that we hope that can be put out there and you can make applicable to your life. And we do these things because we want to see better for our people and for our loved ones. And we're not going to act like we the dudes that have all the answers because at times we ain't going to have all the answers. I'll go right now. You know what I'm saying? It's a learning scenario. I'm going to be dumbfounded at certain shit. This is what it is. Same with those. Same with anybody that's listening. There's certain things we're not going to know, but we're supposed to learn from one of another. And when we do that, that's how we bring each other up. So there's times I'm going to say things that ain't going to make sense. There's words that I'm going to use that people ain't going to be really fucking with and like understand, oh, why, why does he say this? Why does he say Dog, I'm only me. I ain't sprout no kids yet. But when I do, if I do, when the Lord blesses me, then those are the people I'm going to be role models for. Uh, you know, also my nieces and my nephews. Forgot to mention them. Shout out to them, by the way. But other than that, for real, I'm not here to do nothing to make anybody, you know, feel good or some type of way. I'm only giving you my thoughts and my opinions from my view, from how the world is with me. And, and, and let's understand this shit right here. Without speaking on with the facts and the bullshit, dog, I don't want to make it look like I, I, I want to fight and attack our people when they on fuck shit. It's just when you see so much of it, it's very disheartening. I ain't got nothing against no Hodge twins or nothing. Right. My my, you know what I'm saying? My brother was like, my brother called me last night and he was like, nigga, you beefing with the highest twin? I said, nah. I'm not beefing with nobody. It's just with I, the I don't, you know, right is right, wrong is wrong, and fuck shit is fuck shit, and we ain't we ain't with that. And especially when you know you wanna classify a demographic of people, it's you know what I'm saying? One it's one thing to have a conversation and, and talk about a person. But then when you want to specify a group of people and then you have other people that are listening and that are feeding into that shit, that's dangerous. My brother Abram called me a few days ago and had the nerve to tell me something that made me really sit and think for the past few days. And I hope you you, you watching and you listening to this shit right now, nigga, because I want you to know, bro, bro, I understand. Me as a man, we as black men, me and those, and everyone else, we hold a responsibility 
to the kids, to the culture, to our people, to uphold things when they need to be appreciated, to uphold things and, and, and correct when things are wrong. Now, with this Morgan Wallen scenario, I made it understood. I don't think he said anything racial. I don't think yeah, he said anything racial. I still don't. So the whole idea of like canceling him, canceling his music. I think it, it's it's stupid to to go that extreme, in my personal opinion. And for those that don't know, let's 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 just rewind it back just a little bit. All right. Morgan Wilder, country star, good artist. I I, I don't see a racist bone in him, in my personal opinion. But, you know, that's not my business. That's between him and God. But he was in the comfort of his own home. And a snoopy-ass neighbor videotaped him. Videotaped his conversation. Just like if I'm sitting there with you and we, we at your crib, got somebody outside videotaping us, Somebody in the car saying something stupid. I said, man, tell that pussy ass nigga, shut the fuck up, dude. We're in the safety of your own home, in the comfort of your own home. That's a private matter. We just talking all shit that we were talking on a day-to-day basis. That's all that Morgan Wallen was doing in his own home, in front of his own fucking house. My first question has been like, who the fuck in the right mind's gonna sit there and videotape a motherfucker for 24 hours about the conversations he's having? That's that's what I would want to ask. I think that's weird. Mm-hmm. But everybody's telling, oh no, he said nigger. I can't believe he said nigger, blah, blah, blah. The connotation that he spoke had nothing to do about race. Pussy ass nigger's a pussy ass nigger, motherfucker. But this is the unspoken questions that we all need to ask as well. And this is what was thrown at me that made me really think. It's crazy that we live in a world now where our culture has become pop culture. And because our culture is pop culture, our vernacular, the way we talk, the way we we say things, the way we dress, all those things, it's all put out there. And kids feed on that shit. Let's understand this shit. Morgan Wallen, the kid, to me, he's a youngin'. I'm not even gonna look up his age, but y'all can Google that shit in. I'm 33 motherfucking years old. That nigga's younger than me. And all I'm saying is to say this. We're in a world where the generation is where 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 youngins have, you know, like every other generation before, like 
what's the popular, what's the normal stuff, niggas just go with it. Kids just go with it. You know what I mean? Kids just go with the flow. And the sad thing in the scenario is we have to be very, very vigilant and very, very cautious and aware about certain things because there's certain things that we can say to one another that certain people can't say as well. And, and, and certain folks will think, oh my gosh, that's hypocritical. It is, but it's not. There's certain things you can say that white people can say to one another and it's whatever. There's certain things that we say to each other, obviously, that y'all know better than a repeat. Niggas so happens to be one of them. But we do live in a culture where kids feed on shit like this. The younger generation feeds on things like this and we've made it so normal We've made it so normal that it can come off like it's not a big deal. And I'm watching how I say all this because I know there's people that are listening. And everyone that knows me knows I say the word like it's nothing. I probably say nigga more than a racist. But that's our word. You can't tell her. You can't call. Like. How I say this. There's words you can say. There's words that black people say to each other. There's words that Italians say to each other. There's words that white folks say to each other. There's, there's words that Indians say to one another. But. We all have to. Respect. Each other's. the word I'm looking for. You know what I mean? Like, we, we got to respect each other's I'm really trying to figure out the damn word to use for this take shit. Time. I'll take your time. Ain't no right. Ain't no right. We have to respect each other's I mean, like boundaries is the word. Boundaries, yeah, boundaries in a sense, but at the same time, it's like parameters and things like that that we you, say. You know what I'm saying there's certain things you 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 had the thing. Me calling you a bitch ass motherfucker is enough. I don't. I shouldn't have to go as far as racial slurs to demean an individual that's outside of my race. And I've been, like I said, I've had multiple conversations lately, man, where there's things that I, I, I believe in my opinion where you can do something for so long and you don't realize how it can affect others. Again, I'm going to chastise myself. When I use certain words, 
it hurts certain folks. I didn't know that. Doesn't mean I'm gonna stop. Probably not. <laughs> not saying that to be cocky or fucked up. But now that I understand that those words hurt, it might make me think twice about how I use it or when I use it. And see, that's what it's all about at the end of the day, people. You understand? That's truly what it's all about. And what we have to do with the youth, we have to show the youth, man, certain words don't need to be distributed and, and spoke out. Overall, man, if you ain't that race, don't use the fucking word. We're not going to be, you know, the word police. Oh, my gosh, you're staying at that word. How dare you? It ain't that. It's just understand there's consequences and repercussions to shit like that. You old enough to talk that shit, then you old enough to get fucked up. Yeah. With this Morgan Wallen scenario, I got a few questions that yeah. I want to throw at you. Because obviously we know the scenario in a sense where he stated a word and people made such a big uproar about it. Right. Felt some type of way about it. I mean, which is cool and all, but it got to a place where the record labels themselves were like, young, we about to ban this kid. We about to, you know, basically make his 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 means of living difficult. All for a word that he wasn't even specifying in a in a, in, a, in a racial way. Because what I need to also make understood and known, who he was talking to wasn't even a black guy. He said nigga to a white guy in the car. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, it was dark in there, but you know, black people, we, we, you could tell if there was, you could tell if there was a black guy in the car, you know what I mean? You could tell. That's all I'm saying. So I know I can. Yo, so my question to you, bro, with this N word. Mm -hmm. The country music. Do you believe country music took this stance to be politically correct? Or let's throw this in, in, in the loop as well, where they did this to take away the allure of a genre in which has been so very unwelcoming to black culture is willing to truly change that narrative. All right, well. Let's put it on this. Uh, first things first, you got to understand, like I said, you got to start with history, dog. You got to know where everything come from on its basis. Because then you understand the roots of why things change and where it's at today. So with that state and country music come from black people. That's true. Okay. Country music was started by black people. Okay. And 
Uh, however you want to slice it up, categorize it, see, you know, put the schematics down. You know, it comes from blues and it comes from folk music. That's more or less the mixture and the blend of country. That's where it gets its basis from. A little bit of rock and roll here and there, you know what I mean? And you got yourself this country music genre that more or less what it is today and has been for X amount of years. So you talking about, you know, great legends who who've held it down in country music, Muddy Waters, B.B. King, you know, and they're liking. Um, who's the, I can't Shout out to Charlie Pride. Rest in peace to Charlie Pride. He was a great country pioneer. Um, Darius, Darius Rucker right now is 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 forefront black man for country music. We got um we got Mickey Guyton. Who else we got? We can say Kane Brown. And like, I don't care. We can say Kane. We could also say um Aaron Neville. Um who else? There's there's one more I'm missing. My boy Mercury Lane. Mercury Lane, what is his freaking name? Um Y'all know what I'm talking about when I when I, I think it's I think it's um nah there's one though who like everybody gives they yeah that's what I thought everybody gives they more or less props to as like one of the godfathers of country music and that's uh Robert Johnson if you know the story of Robert Johnson I don't know if you know the story of Robert Johnson but he was um. You know, one who who came from Mississippi and was the one who more or less everybody thought sold his soul to the devil. Oh yeah, I know, I know, I know about him. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's that's one of the one of, they say that's you know started the basis of what is country music. You know what I'm saying? He gave the roots to, and that's what I'm saying. When you see these these pioneers who more or less impacted the culture of what is country music. Then it's to say, all right, well, are they doing the just do of, you know, taking down homes? Well, you know, the higher ups would say, yeah, if there's, you know, diversity still there in the higher ups realm of country music, right? Yeah. Then it's like, all right, like I said, then if you know your history and your background, you would say, well, you know, country music has always been with black people, not necessarily on a political movement or the the social justice side right or criminal justice side but they've been in the realm you know producing country music stars who are predominantly black and have been for years you know what i'm saying so you you got to say all right well I don't think it's, you know, if he wasn't direct, you know, direct, directly to somebody of, of a different race and he wasn't trying to be racially, you know, like, like outrageous with it, then to me, people shouldn't take it so egregiously and, and so, you know, heavy in their heart to say, oh, he's, you know, he should be shunned and banned and this, that, and the third, because this is this man's livelihood at the end of the day. This is what he he makes his, his meals from, and this is what, you know what I'm saying, gets him his pay. But is it okay for him to do that? No. 
You know what I'm saying? Any way, shape, or form, is it okay for him to say the word? No. Because mm-hmm. that's that's not the word that's allowed in your culture and in your society at this time. And you have to understand that, especially in a person of your stature and, and being famous and a celebrity, more or less in a sense. You got to know that all eyes are on you, even when you think there's no eyes on you. You have a responsibility as a leader or, or icon in whoever's eyes, you know, role model in whoever's eyes, even if you don't pay attention to them looking at you. You still, and it kind of affects them more because you're not taking that into effect, right? Taking that into into weight and consideration. So it's like, all right, well, he's throwing a word out there that most people won't agree with, that most people, especially now, feels, you know, is, is a disgusting word. And a lot of people have been feeling like it's a disgusting word. But, you know, if, if he's not saying it in a sense of endangerment or, or you know, demeaning, no, I don't think he should be, you know, I think he should be penalized, you know, give him a fine, give him some type of, like I said, you know, uh, maybe community service where he, he has to go. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? But that, you know, where he has to go out in the community and, and do stuff, you know, with, with blacks and whoever I, else. Uh, I get it. I get yeah, it. you know what I mean? But so, that, so that way we know it's real and you're not doing it for just the stun of, yeah, you got caught and this is how you make enough for it. Nah, home. You know what I'm saying? This is how you make a, a, a real impact with it. Go, go do something for us. Hey, y'all. It's Morgan. I'm long overdue to make a statement regarding my last incident. I wanted to collect my thoughts, seek some real guidance, and come to you with a complete thought before I did. I was made aware of the video being posted to TMZ with hardly any time to think before it was released to the public. I was asked if I wanted to apologize, and of course I did. I wrote many detailed thoughts, and only a portion of those got used with painting me in an even more careless light. Uh, I'm I'm here to hopefully show you that that's not the truth. Uh, The video you saw was was me on our 72 of 72 of a bender. And that's not something I'm proud of either. Obviously, the the natural thing to do is to apologize further and just continue to apologize, but because you got caught. And that's not what I wanted to do. Um, I let so many people down and who mean a lot to me and who have given so much to me, and it's just not fair. I let my parents down, and they're the furthest thing from the people, from the person in that video. Uh, I let my son down, and I'm not okay with that. So this week, I've been waiting to say anything further until I got the chance to apologize to those closest to me that I knew I personally hurt. Uh, I also accepted some invitations from some amazing black organizations, some executives, and and leaders to engage in some some very real and honest conversations. Uh, I admit to you, I was pretty nervous to accept those those invitations. Um, the very people I hurt, and they had every right to to step on my neck while I was down to to be to not show me any grace, but they did the exact opposite. They offered me grace, and they they also paired that with an offer to learn and to grow. 
And I'll be honest, you know, that kindness uh, really inspired me to to dig deeper uh, on how to do something about this. And one thing I've learned already is I'm specifically sorry for is that it matters. My words matter. A word can truly hurt a person. And at my core, that's not what I'm okay with. This week I heard firsthand some personal stories from black people that honestly shook me. And I know what I'm going through this week doesn't even compare to some of the trials I heard about from them. I came away from those discussions with a deep appreciation for them and a clearer understanding of the weight of my words. I wish the circumstances were different for me to learn these things, but I'm also glad it started the process for me to do so. I've got many more things to learn, but I already know that I don't want to add to any division. This week was a big lesson that sometimes we can do just that without even knowing it. Our actions matter, our words matter, and I just want to encourage anyone watching to please learn from my mistake. There's no reason to downplay what I did. It matters, and please know I'm carefully choosing my next steps in repair. I want to end this update hopefully on a more positive note. Uh, since that video was taken, I've been sober for nine days. It's not all that long of a time, but it's enough to know the man in that video is not the man that I'm trying to be. I've had this week to think about times when I'm sober, and I'm really proud of who I am and, and my actions for, most, for the most part in those moments. When I look on the times that I'm not, it seems to be where the majority of my mistakes are made. So I decided to go off the grid for a little while and get used to making good decisions. I want my team, my family, my friends, and even strangers to trust me. Hell, I want to trust me. Who knows if I'll be able to live down all the mistakes I've made, but I'm certainly going to try. I'm going to spend some time taking back controls of my habit, living healthy, and being proud of my actions. And lastly, I have one favor to ask. I appreciate those who still see something in me and have defended me, but for today, please don't. I was wrong. It's on me to take ownership for this, and I fully accept any penalties I'm facing. The timing of my return is solely upon me and the work I put in. I still had a lot of really good people in my corner trying to help me, and I appreciate them more than you know. I appreciate you more than you know. This entire situation is ugly right now, but I'll keep searching for ways to become the example instead of being made one. In closing, I'm not trying to be a holy roller or anything, but this week I, I remembered a, a passage from Paul that always stood out to me, and I'm thinking maybe a moment like this is why. In 1 Corinthians 13, 11, it says, When I was a child, I spoke like a child, thought like a child, reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. That's what I'm going to be doing for the next little bit. God bless. We got to be very, very responsible, again, with how we say things and what we do. And I don't want to go on this long-ass tangent talking about this issue any more longer. It's just, you know, as y'all can see, as long as it took me to talk all about this, like I'm, I'm, again, it's not the confliction I'm having within myself, but like I'm speaking some things that I know that needs to be stated, but I'm looking at myself as well while I'm doing this shit. And like I stated, is there certain things that I'm gonna change? Probably not. But the idea of knowing how impactful certain things can be 
and that we have to all hold ourselves accountable to teach so that the next generation can be better off. That's what this shit's all about. So Morgan Wallen, we got you. We hear you, we understand you. Just don't let that shit happen again, partner. It's the count for you bastards. Keep it moving, though. You know, it's one thing to avoid that and see that in the society, but how we combat that is getting more diverse into these uh, positions of political power or business structure or um, architecture or whatever the, the stronghold it is in the you know society. That's what we got to be up on the ball on. And uh, that's what we about here at the council, man, making sure y'all check in, understand the message that we giving to everybody, you know what I'm saying? All ethnicities, all races, all colors, you know what I'm saying? That, you know, we all one, we all equal, we all out here striving and moving the same way. So let's um, come together on one accord, break these boundaries down and learn how to come together, man, so we can get it on board and moving for a better future that we all trying to make. So, yeah, man, one thing, though, that y'all should be into, moving along into that, man, in order to create that future, you should be investing into the to the stock market. Y'all, y'all should be getting uh, some information in on that right now because it's a lot of things circulating around that that will help open doors for a lot of people. And I know, you know, especially in, in the black community, we always... We always kind of subject or, or kind of always disregard certain things that are already established or been kind of out there just because of, of you know, our background and, and what we kind of seen and been taught, but never really utilize the tools in order to say that, man, this probably be something that'll get us a step ahead, you know what I mean, to make change and to make diverse impact. And uh, definitely, y'all should be into the stock market, man. And for those who really don't know how to invest, where to invest, and things like that, we're going to try and break it down a little bit so that way you can can get it in a realm of trying to, you know what I mean, however way you want to go. Um, but for those who don't know, man, the stock market is a, is a cluster of buyers and sellers of stocks which represent ownership and claims on businesses, you know what I'm saying? And it, it has a lengthy history, you know, depending on which market you're looking into, but the most notable one we know that makes a lot of money is most profitable is the one here in the United States called the New York Stock Exchange. And uh, it's been, it was founded many years ago in 1792. You had 24 stockbrokers, you know, who, who decided to make this happen on Wall Street in New York City, and they met underneath a buttonwood tree and decided that underneath this tree, we're going to make an agreement for people to more or less come together and sell their ownerships or bargain their ownerships with other people for a certain amount of money. And eventually, you know, as that kept going on, 25 years later, they decided to finally put a name to it, and that was the New York Stock Exchange that we all know and you know as as technology advanced and things you know what i'm saying advanced in america and other places of the world 
So did members in the stock exchange and the trades in the stock exchange and the, and the motors as far as what should be in the exchangeable for ownership and things like that. So the board members, they decided to try and mess with government bonds and government stocks and bank stocks and things like that. And, you know, as, as other things transpired in history, as we know from wars in, in the United States and Civil War, the World War One, you know what I mean? It, it just kind of goes with the tides of, of what's going on in the world because certain resources and certain essentials are being used more in certain drastic times, you know what I'm saying? When especially when it comes to war and things changing in, in more or less the society. But uh, you know, one great event that happened that kind of reshaping how people m manipulate their money or use their money was the um crash that came in nineteen twenty nine on October twenty third. It's also known as Black Tuesday, and it was the beginning of the Great Depression, where people lost a lot of money putting into certain stocks, and more or less they weren't getting the money back correctly, and people just fall through ownership. Money wasn't where people thought it was, and people started to try and pull their money away, and when you know people heard wind of that, more people tried to get on board, and by that time, the banks didn't have enough money to give back to the people. And so this is what caused the market to crash, and this is what caused more or less the United States economy to be screwed over for X minor of years. And, um, you know, seeing who's who in there, you know, eventually with Forbes and others, Morgan, Rockefellers, and, and you know, interest on certain metals and certain programs when it comes to expansion of America from railroads to oil to, you know, other things like that. It just became markets and, and businesses that just kept opening themselves up on the market. Um, you know, for certain people who don't know, you know, you, you, when you get the chance to either be your own individual broker or have a broker firm that you go through, understand that there's certain fees and things to pay to a broker firm off of the investments that you decide to go into. Um, but if you're an individual broker, somebody who's doing it on their own, somebody who's taking their own money, their own time, investing, looking into which stocks are rising, constantly getting gain, meaning um, constantly people wanting to buy the ownership share because uh, each buy in of, of ownership is called a share. And, you know, a certain percentage that you pay for it and a certain percentage gives you a certain amount of money back depending on what type of business or um, resource or, or by, you know, et cetera, it is that you're investing into. And uh, you do all your research through certain, certain um, parties and programs that help you out, like E-Trade and um, yeah. there's Robinhood that's out there. Acorns is a sub of them and um, there's a lot of Forex and, and trading um, outlets that are out there, you know, for people to go in and look into and programs to look into that help 
with all types of investing into stocks. Um, and the more, you know, people get into it, the more it becomes a very serious matter, as we've seen over these last couple of weeks. Um, recently, people don't know, at the end of January, around January 27th, um, there was more or less a big uproar in the market because on a certain platform of social media or, or um, whatever photography, social gathering is, Reddit, I know it is, they um, were posting information about how certain stocks, and I know certain people on there were telling certain information about how people should invest into certain stocks. And they were trying to test and see if the people would make the market. And that's, mm -hmm. you know, more or less the question you need to ask yourself, do, do the people make the market? And, you know, that's just testing out which ones that you can see out there to, to invest into to find out. And the people do influence the market because um, Reddit, there was a Reddit article or Reddit post that told people to go after a low, more or less uh, bidding or low purchase share in a company, mm -hmm. GameStop. And with that attention on it, so many people gravitated to buying it that the stock price rose. And more people got involved, more people saw the post and eventually got its way to Twitter and reposted around. And more people started getting involved and it got involved so fast and so quickly that certain markets, certain apps and certain third party programs that, uh, you know, provided you the opportunity to buy in a share decided mm -hmm. to off. One most notably is Robinhood. And, um, you know, according to the laws, regulations and, and rights and terms, they're not supposed to do that, you know, without allowing people had notice or giving them that. And then on top of that, they're not supposed to do that without, you know, giving them their money or, or, you know, producing or giving their money to them the right way. So it kind of froze up a lot of people's investments a lot of time and it caused a serious uproar in America. Um, and I know quite a lot of people who were on, on, you know, that more or less trading side and found out about it and, and, it would cause a serious ruckus in the stock market. Um, but it helped out, you know, those who were looking for not the attention, but, you know, the increase of stocks in, the, in their pricing. So it kind of seemed like it was a win-win situation, but realize it, it could have been a very scary, you know, situation had it went the other way, as we've known before in history. But people, you know what I mean, you should get involved into it because there's certain resources like energy, um, you know, materials and elements and things like that that can't be touched or can't be, you know, manipulated in any way to not give you what your investment should be seeking and in a good profit. So definitely something to look forward to. Y'all Y'all should definitely get in, in, the, in the investment game. Stocks. Bonds, trading, day trading, um, forex, and all of that—it's—it's it's, it's definitely something. If you have the money and the time, you know what I mean, and you have a good um, establishment, 
with you foundation wise you should be you know what i'm saying learning and understanding numbers business equity you know what i'm saying and ownership and partnerships and things like that you should be learning um as you get older and more mature in this time you know what i mean especially while the pandemic is going on it's actually something that could be a, a source of income for you where you don't have to go outside too much or strain your your mental too much you know what i mean day by day so definitely something to look forward to for that yeah man just make you want to hustle right now like you know just get make sure you get all your funds together man and like like just make some moves right now you know what i mean for sure it really does that's my next thing because like to me it's a common sense thing you know what i mean and that I'll take it into my segment on that. It's, it's reliable, common sense thing because one notice, noticeable and highlighted thing, you know what I mean, for people to understand that we're even in the playing field is. Um, I explained how, you know, the first stockbroker came in over 50 years ago, about now, and you know, seeing how certain businesses uh, are coming from that with certain CEOs and heads of, of them now being, you know, of black race and, and things like that. It's, it's dope to see. So now hearing like this big story from Jay-Z uh, getting the deal done with Moet Hennessy for his Ace of Spades champagne is is more or less like icing on the cake and things that we're doing here because you're seeing now that the market is becoming diverse as far as what we can get into investing wise maturing wise um producing wise things like that you know you see you see somebody who comes from our backgrounds the, the projects or you know what i mean not having the most and coming from the most demeaning streets at one time and seeing the most, you know, more or less racist structural basis of how to hold those people in, in captivity. You know what I mean? It's like you can understand where to go. You see the blueprint of where to go, how to do it. You know what I mean? And that's what we got to start following y'all we got to start following the successful clues that have been laid out for us whether to us it seems like it's selling out you know what i mean because it's really not it's actually even mean the playing field you got, to understand, you got to even the playing field you know what i mean in order for us to make a standpoint this is the standard that you have to be set to you know what I mean? All that street shit, all that that gang banging shit. That's cool. You know, you gotta do what you gotta do to get you know your 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 shit up in the hood or, or where you at. You know what I mean? You really don't have to go necessarily to all those things. You'd rather you not. But you know, if you're gonna do that, you know what I mean. At least have a plan behind it where you can structurally have something legitimate for years to come. Instead of it being the same, more or less generational curse BS that you're used to of we get this money, we spend it on what we can to survive. Instead of spending it up here to survive and then taking some to invest and taking some to more or less bring back to us 
a surplus of something that we need, whatever it may be. You know what I mean? But we, we got to get on the ball and get on those things to, to make sure we understand that this is the new standing there. Have something invested, you know, whether it's a 401k, um, stocks and bonds, you know what I mean? Um, something where if you pass on, it can be given and, and, and directed to either your offspring or your next of kin you know, in some way that'll help bless the others. Because, like I said, if you're doing it all for yourself and you ain't looking out for nobody while you're doing it, it's just going to be a, a sticky situation. And, uh, you know, that's just how I see it and, and what we should be thinking and, and keeping in common sense for us, y'all. Real life. Philosophy 101 with Illy Baby. That's 101 today. Oh, gosh. Give me what's up. Um, side note, anybody, any listeners, anyone that's ever feeling like, you know, y'all got some questions for us to, you know, answer on here, whatever like that, we, we'd be gladly to oblige and, and do that for y'all on Common Sense or Philosophy 101, man. Just just hit us up on our email. We'll put the email down there on the screen so y'all can peep that shit. Um, but yeah, we want to hear from y'all. Um, Philosophy 101 today, man. Why does it feel like, man, I, I'm making myself the guinea pig of everything today. I don't like this. <laughs> this is weird. All right, so. You got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. See, I have no problem putting myself on Front Street compared to most motherfuckers. Yeah. And it's because, you know what I'm saying, I'm comfortable within myself. Because I know who the hell I am at the end of the day. You know what I mean? I ain't trying to do shit to like you know look cool or anything. I'm just me. You know what I'm saying? And and that's what we want to do with 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 the council, man. We want you know we want y'all to see like all this stuff, man. It ain't scripted or anything. It's all real. It's all factual. It's just it's us just growing as men. Hopefully, you know we growing together, all of us. You know what I'm saying? Just right to reach that 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 place of, of royalty that we all have within ourselves that we, we really need to attain. But all right, look at him, man. <laughs> I'm gonna start off with this pandemic. This pandemic has been rough. It's been kind of crazy. And, 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 and in doing it, well, going through it, you know, it, it's it's put people in in a place where you can't really be around those that you would want to be around. Like, I ain't seen those in about a year and a half, nigga. Feel like, yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're doing all this off off Skype. Like, you know what I mean? I ain't seen Mav. I ain't seen none of my boys. I ain't seen nobody in, in, in a year. I ain't even seen my brothers, dog. Like, this is weird. So, the sad reality for me, man, is I've realized in this pandemic, 
while everyone's around people that they're around on a normal day-to-day basis, it's a reality check for my ass because it's allowed me to realize I've kept myself away from everything and everyone, even before all this. So all this shit is normal for me, but in, 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 in retrospect, it's like a punch to the face. It's like, nigga, you by yourself. I don't allow my, I've not allowed myself to, to, to be around others because I've kept myself out, out of the mix of things. And it's made me regret not communicating as much, not, not, not willing to, you know, be a part of other people's lives. You know what I'm saying? Like, philosophy right now is, is going to be, man, like, start appreciating those around you. Because let's say, like, this shit happens again. You want to be in a situation, or I want to be in a situation where I can hit up my brother and be like, yo, nigga, I'm about to come over and see y'all. And not feel weird about it, because I ain't seen them in, in fucking forever. You know what I mean? Same with Deuce and, and, and Mav and anybody else. Like, like, start doing things in a sense of realizing that the people that you have around you are a reflection of who you are. I remember the day I met this kid, man. And, I, and, 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 I, and when I say kid, is because I remember when I saw him, I saw myself. And this ain't about no age difference or nothing like that. It's just who he is is everything I remember that I was, but even more. He's got so much shit going on for him, man, that, that I wish that I was at when I was his age. Like, you remember that conversation, you know what I'm saying? Like, I told you, there's something about who, his energy. And I fucked with him ever since, man. Like, that's, that's fam right there, you know what I'm saying? That's all. And, 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 and it's about being around people that, 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 that help motivate you, that make you want more for yourself to be better. Or sometimes even to remind you of, of what you're supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? That's why I do this shit with dudes. You know what I'm saying? Just, just everyone that's, that's ever been in my life, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't take none of them for granted. And, and, and when you're around these people, like I said, holidays shouldn't be the only times when you, you know, you need to be thinking about your circle or your, 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 your clique or your people or your crew. Right. It should be a day-to-day thing because it's a day-to-day celebration and blessing. And, and to what you were saying earlier, even with the common sense, you know what I'm saying? Like with certain folks, I always thought this shit when I was younger. I, I still think this shit now. You know how motherfuckers always want to turn up on Fridays and Saturdays? <laughs> My question is, why the fuck are we turning up on Friday and Saturday? You doing the same shit you was doing motherfucking a week ago. You doing the same shit you did a motherfucking month ago. Nigga, where's the progress? The fuck are you celebrating? If you ain't doing shit to help your motherfucking folks, you ain't helping your people, you ain't doing nothing to benefit so y'all all can fucking, you know, elevate to another motherfucking level, fuck are we celebrating, man? What the hell are we doing? That's just my motherfucking thoughts right there. So you know what? Philosophy 101. How that's your boy, man? Problems. It's Philosophy 101. 
with Illy Baby. Hey, that's real talk, dog. I felt that one. They gonna see it. And that's the that's what that's the goal here at the council, man. We just trying to get y'all on board too, man. Understanding and awakening your mind, your spirit. You know what I mean? You get involved, get in tap, and get in line with you first. And watch everything else open up the doors and, and the opportunities that you want that you're seeking. You know what I mean? They're, they're gonna fall all in line for you. And just keep, you know what I'm saying? Keep it on with us. Keep tuning in. We're going to try and, and grow and guide y'all the same way we doing each other. You know what I mean? Every day. Day in, day out. That's Absolutely. Yeah. We thank y'all. We appreciate y'all, man. And, you know, straight up, like, I, I don't mind saying this shit every fucking time we on here. This shit might not be for some of y'all motherfuckers on here. And you know what? We don't fucking care. We still doing this shit. Because this is our truths. If even one person walks away and learns something, that's better. We did our job. And you know what I'm saying? We did our job. Absolutely. So until the motherfucking next time, man. The next episode. We are the fucking council. Council, ladies and gentlemen, signing off. Right. Get familiar, you bastards. Yurt. Yurt. Swank out. It's the council, you bastards.